you are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Tough night at the ballpark for the Braves as they fall to the San Diego Padres by an 11-6 score and what seemed like it might be another one of those nights where the Braves were getting back to the things that make them the Atlanta Braves that we've seen the last four seasons. It was not to be, though, as the Braves' comeback was undone by a comeback by the Padres and then some late insurance runs that really made this one a lopsided loss. 11-6 is the final score. This, of course, is the Braves' postcast. I'm Grant McCauley. He's Jake Mastriani. We're going to take you back through this one, get you set, of course, for Saturday's Game 2 of this series and just kind of break down the things that went wrong for the Braves as they opened up a three-game series against San Diego. We'll get to all of that in just a moment. want to remind you, though, to subscribe to the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta on YouTube. We just surpassed 1,000 subscribers, so if you're one of those, thank you so much. If you're not, then we invite you to be one of those. Make sure you turn on the notifications so you get alerts every time we drop a new episode. Also, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts for this postcast feed, as well as all the great episodes Jake has coming for you each and every week all season long. So, Jake, let's get into it here. It looked like for the Braves that you have Max Fried on the mound. You're opening up a series on a night where you score half a dozen runs. You feel pretty good about your chances of winning. But as we saw the way this one unfolded, this was simply not the Braves night for a variety of reasons. Yeah, the Braves have had some ugly losses this year where they've gotten blown out and played miserable. This may be the most painful one. In fact, like you said, a game with Max Freed on the mound, a game that they're probably going to win 90% of the time, and it just didn't happen tonight. No, it did not, and there were a bunch of reasons why, and one of them, of course, was not just that, hey, you look at you score six runs and you should win a game. Yeah, in a vacuum, absolutely, but the Padres also decided that they were going to score some runs. They got the Max Freed for four of those, but then they found the rally to answer the rally that the Braves had just found in a prior inning. We'll unravel all of that and make all of that make a little bit more sense as we jump inside the line score here. Game number 33 for the Braves on the season. Game one of three against the Padres in this series, but it's the Padres now 21-12 and 12 after their win. 11 runs, 16 hits, no errors, nine men left on base for them. Braves dropped to 15-18 and 18 with the loss. Six runs, 12 hits, an error, nine men left on base for Atlanta as well. Luis Garcia was the winner in relief for the Padres. He's 1-2. Will Smith, the losing pitcher for the Braves, 0-1 on the season. And Taylor Rogers nailed down his 13th save in a game that lasted three hours and 42 minutes and felt every bit of that. And a crowd of 40,635 were on hand at Truist Park to see it. So let's talk a little bit about this, Jake. Uh, Max Fried on the hill for the Braves. Nine hits allowed for him. Four runs, all of them earned. A couple of walks, six strikeouts. He did give up a home run. Otherwise, he wasn't necessarily hit hard, but the Padres just seemed to find enough green space, I guess, if you want to call it that, to drop in a couple of key hits and score a couple of extra runs against Max, and that had him out of the game after six innings. Yeah, look, it wasn't Max's best performance. He did give up nine or 12 hard hit balls, 95 miles per hour or harder, but it was the soft contact that yep. really plagued him. In this one, balls just kind of getting blooped in. And you got to get, like you said, you got to give a lot of credit to the San Diego Padres mm -hmm. hitters in this game. They did a great job of just putting the bat on the ball and finding holes and coming up with, with big hits and big situations. So there's two sides to this. You got to give credit where credit is due. I thought the San Diego Padres did a great job, had a great approach at the plate and got to Max Freed. And like you said, got him, 
got got to him for four runs, which not a lot of teams can do against him. And nine hits, that's that's very good work from that Padres offense. You got to tip your cap at some point. Yeah, you do. And unfortunately, on this kind of night, it's not just tipping your cap about, hey, you got to our starting pitcher. Not many people can do that. But then with Max Fried out of the game, the Braves found themselves a nice big rally. So all of a sudden it went from, hey, you Darvish is in control. He's in line for a win. Max Fried looks like it could be a tough luck loss for him as the Braves offense just really couldn't find a way to string the hits together. All of a sudden you get the dramatics in the sixth inning as the Braves score four times, capped by a three-run homer to dead center by Dansby Swanson, 436 feet for Dansby. A huge hit. It just kind of felt, Jake, like the pendulum had swung back towards the Braves, and hey, here we go again. They just had that dramatic walk-off. They had that big explosion of offense on Sunday against the Brewers. It started to feel like maybe the Braves were feeling themselves just a little bit, but the Padres didn't let that last for long, did they? No, and you had the gift as well with that fly ball being dropped Mm -hmm. by Will Myers, which should not have been his ball at all. But the error, or I guess they didn't call it error, but should have been on him, and it leads to a big inning for the Atlanta Braves. But what an at-bat by Dansby Swanson. I mean, just sitting on that fastball and absolutely crushing it. And like you said, I thought that was going to be not just a turning point of this game, but like you said, coupled with the win on Wednesday, maybe the turning point for this season. And right now, 2021 is the only thing keeping me sane for the fact that the Braves won a World Series, so that makes makes this pill a little bit easier to swallow. But also, I feel like the Braves had several games like this in the first three or four months last year where you thought, or several moments like this, where you thought, okay, maybe this will get it going. And they really bounced back after you know a rough loss like this. So I'm really curious to see how they bounce back tomorrow, knowing yep. how rough this one was. And I know we'll, we'll get into that. But yeah, it just seemed like that dance we Swanson home run, that was going to be it. And it just wasn't. Yeah, no, it, it certainly felt like that base hit or, or excuse me, that home run was going to get the Braves going again, get them not only back into this game, into the driver's seat in this game, but you know, it just wasn't the B. The Padres did not stay down. They found their own three-run homer. It came off Will Smith in the top of the seventh and four more insurance runs tacked on in the ninth inning as things kind of got away from Spencer Strider and then Darren O'Day in that frame as the Padres win walking away 11-6. to We'll tell you a little bit more about what went wrong in this game for the Braves and, of course, get you set for game two of the series. First, though, I want to tell you about Built Bar because summer is coming and you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bar is the perfect snack to take with you on your family vacations. You can throw them in your bags or in your kid's backpack. Make sure everyone has a bar so, you're, so that you're fueled for the summer adventures. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your entire order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, as we uh, go inside this box score a little bit more and start to look at the trends, I think we'll call them that, that have not really been going in the Braves fashion, and maybe we could point to these as being reasons why the Braves have not been able to, A, hit well with runners in scoring position, and B, to that point, stage a lot of the comeback victories that we've come to expect from this club over the past four years. And that would be something that I'd like to call the two through five hitters on this night, not being able to find the big base hits that Atlanta needed. You did not have Ronald Acuna Jr. in the lineup. They wanted to give him another day to kind of stay off the sore, the the leg, the, the groin injury that was kind of uh, cropped up in that Red Sox series. They already gave him Wednesday's day off. He already had the team day off. I saw Ronald before the game. He went through all the normal things that he would do. They just wanted to give him another day without him in the lineup. You'd think, well, who's going to hit leadoff? What's the answer going to be? It was Travis Demerit with three hits and two walks and zero runs scored. He did get thrown out at the plate once, and that was kind of an ill-fated sin by Ron Washington as he was out by a lot at the plate, uh, thanks to Jerickson Profar's great throw from left field. But 
two through five, not to bury the lead here, one for 18. Austin Riley, 0 for five uh, with eight men left on base himself. So Riley came up in a few key spots, Jake, and simply could not find the base hits that he needed to help the Braves either get back into this game or potentially win this game. Yeah, it's been the unfortunate story for, I feel like we're going on two weeks now here with just the middle of the order not being able to come through. And when the Braves do well, it seems like it's the bottom of the order right now that's having to get the job done. Um, and it's unfortunate. Riley is just, and Brian Jordan mentioned on the telecast, he just looks a little bit lost at the plate yeah. right now. And uh, I, you know, I, I feel like he'll figure that out. I feel like we have enough of a sample size now to, to see that he will figure that out. But he is just, he's lost right now and not just that but but matt olson as well i know he had the two walks tonight but he came up with runners on the corner and one out and struck out on three pitches uh, mm-hmm. and then riley came in and flew out that was a big moment in the game as well you know you push that run across there you never know how things are going to play out differently mm-hmm. but middle of the order just not getting it done you know ozuna you know hasn't been swinging the bat well for yeah. we're going on yeah. almost a month now with that and you know travis has been one of the more consistent hitters you know just hasn't got it i uh, didn't have it tonight as well but uh, i mean yeah i mean it's the bottom of the order look you talked about the the two through five hitters six seven eight nine and number one hitters had 11 hits on the night so it's just kind of crazy the way it's going right now that all the braves big bats in the middle of the lineup are slumping at the same time and that's just really hard to overcome yeah this is the inverse of what the braves saw the first two or three weeks of the season right. when it was like hey these guys at the top are hitting what's wrong with basically the five through nine spots mm-hmm. in the order and now all of a sudden that worm has turned in a way that the braves did not want i'm gonna throw some stats at this they're not going to be fun so you have been warned this is not just a spoiler this is not a disclaimer either these are just again the cold hard facts these are the numbers here austin riley slumped now two for 31 with 14 strikeouts in his last eight games matt olson four for 27 in his last seven games, not as many strikeouts, but still hits hard to come by for him, though he had hit in three straight games prior to coming into this one. He did walk a couple times, as you mentioned, Jake, but the big hits have not really been there for Matt Olson. And it was a couple of three weeks of the season where nobody was on base in front of him. Now he's got runners on base. It feels like quite a lot. And the hits just aren't there for him either. And Marcelo Zuna, uh, kind of the worst for last year. With his strikeout in the ninth inning, that capped a one-for-five night, but he's just five for his last 50 in the last 13 games with two runs batted in and they came in the same contest. I just don't see how you can continue to put that in the cleanup spot. The results haven't been there. There was some hard hit contact on this night. I'll give him credit for that, but the results from Marcel, it's not a small sample size of a couple of games or a couple of series. We're now talking about over two weeks worth of just really, really tough results for him. Five for 50 in the cleanup spot, Jake, that's just not going to get it done. Yeah, I was a little surprised to see them put him, you know, back up there in the lineup. I know they shuffled around with a little bit, moved him down some, but like you said, we have a a pretty good sample size now of Ozuna struggling. So really surprised to see that. But I don't know what you do. I mean, because these are your guys that are supposed to carry your lineup. I mean, you're not going to just all of a sudden put Travis Demerit in the three hole and Swanson in the four right. hole. I don't. I don't think they're going to do that. You just have to wait on these guys to come around and figure it out. But I do think it's time to move Ozuna down a little bit. Maybe even, I really don't want to mess with Ozzy, but at least he's getting hits right now. You know, not necessarily hitting the ball hard all the time, but Ozuna's just in a rough spot. And I don't know what to do with him other than you just got to wait it out. 
Yeah, I mean, you waited out. I mean, uh, I saw a lot of people, and myself included, before these off days had kind of gotten here in the last week that thought, well, maybe he needs a day. And maybe he still does. I mean, that's quite possible. I think the only reason he got the start in the cleanup spot on this day was, well, twofold. Ronald Acuna Jr. is not in the lineup, so you're probably going to need a little bit more out of Marcel. And he was pretty much the only guy coming in who'd had any kind of real success against you, Darvish. He was 5 for 16 with a home run against him. So maybe that was a little bit of the thinking is, hey, he saw this guy early, he homered off of him back in San Diego. So maybe just feeling like you're kind of putting something together there for Marcel. And he did hit the ball hard against Darvish a couple of times, including a single that you know, Demerit did get thrown out at the plate and some stuff didn't work out. But yeah, you can't give two, three, four guys a day off at the same time. And with the number of day offs that, or days off that the team has had recently, I don't really know that it's necessarily guys are burnt out or, or, or what it is, but you're going to have to find ways to get some guys going again. Maybe shuffling the lineup a little bit here and there would help. But some of these guys, you're right. You can't just move them down. I mean, you're not going to hit Matt Olson seventh for a couple of weeks. You're not going to hit Austin Riley seventh or eighth for a couple of weeks. And if you do, what are you doing? Just flipping the bottom of the lineup and putting it up at the top. It's just not the way that things are done. And it is a long season and it can be frustrating. And on a night like this, it's about as frustrating as it gets for the Braves, I'm sure. But they are going to have to find some answers with the names that they currently have at their disposal, one of whom was not in the lineup and makes a big difference. And that's Ronald Acuna Jr. And hopefully he's returning to the lineup on Saturday and the Braves are able to tap into a little bit more of the normal group. So we'll see how that all plays out. With that in mind, we want to get you set for game two of the series in a moment. Before I do, though, Bet Online, our partners over there, continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA playoffs, some MLB scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to betonline.net today. Bet online where the game starts. The game will be starting in the afternoon at Truist Park on Saturday at 4.05 Eastern time, first pitch. The middle contest is three-game set against the Padres. Braves will try to even it up with Charlie Morton on the mound. He's 2-3, and 5-6-5 the ERA. Sean Manaya will be on the mound for the Padres, 2-3, and three, a 3-7-5. Three, We've seen some encouraging signs from Charlie Morton, Jake. I'm hoping that Saturday will be yet another start to build on for him in which he hopefully turns the corner and turns the season around. Yeah, that second half of that start against the Mets, we started to see things change a little bit. Last outing out, still didn't think he was necessarily as sharp as we were used to seeing, but definitely a step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Hopefully he continues to take another step forward to becoming the Charlie Morton we know. But like I said, my biggest thing in this game is how does this team respond? Because you had such a high with that Dansby Swanson homer and then such a low with everything that happened after that. How does this team come back? Do they come back? and show that fight, resiliency, win this game, try to win this series still. That's really what I want to see from this team on Saturday. Yeah, it was a Dansby Swanson home run that was the highest of highs for the Braves as they were able to take a brief lead. And then Hassan Kim had other ideas with a three-run homer of his own. He came in batting 200 in the game. Let's not bury that either in the in all of the stats and minutia we've gone through here. Comes in batting 200, hits the, the pivotal three-run homer, and has three hits on the night. So baseball is an unpredictable game at its best and at its worst in a lot of different ways. And that's the way it was on this night. Not particularly kind to the Braves, but they look for better results and look to just put this one in the rearview mirror as quickly as possible as they get back to work on Saturday afternoon at Truist Park. 4.05 Eastern time, first pitch. Charlie Morton on the mound for the Braves. Sean Manaya will take the ball for the Padres in game two of this three-game set. With that said, I think we've covered just about everything we can or everything we're going to on this edition of the Braves postcast. 
I'm Grant McCauley. He's Jake Mastriani. We hope that you have enjoyed all of the things we've been bringing you in the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you hit subscribe to the channel. We appreciate the 1,000-plus subscribers we have now. We're still looking to grow that, so if you'll hit that subscribe button and then turn on those notifications, you'll know anytime we drop an episode. And make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Once again, a tough night for the Braves at the ballpark as they lose 11-6 to the San Diego Padres in Game 1 of this three-game set. But we will catch you tomorrow for another edition of the Braves postcast right here on the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Until then, I'm Grant McCauley. He's Jake Mastriani, and we will catch you next time. So long, everyone.